Hello and welcome to Voices in the Field, a brand new podcast brought to you by the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research at Bryn Mawr College. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Mary Florence Sullivan. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I will be your host as we journey into the fields together today. But first, let me give you a little background about what this podcast is all about. Voices in the Field was created to showcase the amazing work of our truly incredible community. We feature conversations with everyone from GSSWSR alums to our wonderful faculty and staff as we talk about their journeys through social work and all the peaks and valleys they've traversed along the way. We hope this podcast gives you some insight into the many pathways a career in social work can present and will help answer some questions that might come up as we explore the field together. Let's get started. In our fourth episode, we will be talking with GSSWSR faculty member, Dr. Tamara Moss, and the three teaching assistants for this academic year's research-informed practice courses, Ivy Elwell, Laura Kochman, and Zoe Stoller. Hello, everybody, and thank you so so much for joining us today on our fourth episode of Voices in the Field. I'm so excited to have you all here to talk about research, informed practice, and research in social work. I'm so glad that we're all here together. And I know I just gave a quick introduction about who we have on the podcast today, but if you could all please introduce yourselves to our wonderful listeners, I always ask if everyone can just share the name you go by, your pronouns, and a really quick couple couple sentences, couple notes about yourself and your interests, anything that feels relevant for today. And we can start with uh, Zoe, if that works for you. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Mary Florence. Hello to everyone who's listening. My name is Zoe Stoller. My pronouns are she, they, and I am a second year full-time student in the MSS program at Bryn Mawr as well as a teaching assistant, along with Laura and Ivy, who you'll hear from shortly. Um, and I am on the macro track. I'm very interested in working with the LGBTQ community, and it's been lovely working with everybody within the context of research. Thank you so much, Zoe. Laura, go for it. Hi, thank you for having us. Um, I'm Laura, my pronouns are she, her. I'm also a second year student in the MSS program. Um, I'm on the clinical track, so I have interest in macro work as well. Um, and currently my placement is uh, working with college students, which I am really enjoying. Thank you so much, Laura. And last but not least of our TAs, Ivy. Thank you, Mary Florence. Um, again, my name is Ivy and I use she, her pronouns. Um, I am also a second year full-time MSS student at Bramar. Um, I am in the clinical track and I am currently working at the Renfrew Center for Eating Disorders for this year. Thank you so much, Ivy. And thank you so much to, to the three of you again for being here. And last but not least, Dr. Moss, would you please introduce yourself and um, your pronouns, as well as anything that you would like to share before we get started with our conversation. 
Sure. Hi, everyone. So glad to be here. My name is Dr. Tamara Moss. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I teach in the research and forum practice courses as well as foundation practice. And a new elective um, that I've designed on advancing professional skills and evaluation for clinical and macro practitioners. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Dr. Moss. And that's so exciting about that elective. I've heard about it, but it's so exciting that it is happening. So my so as a doctoral student at the school and hopefully soon to be doctoral candidate, um, what I I love to talk about research and why it's so important with social work. And also as a former policy social worker, I love to talk about policy and why it's so important. But today we're here to focus on the connections between research and social work what is so important and what is so wonderful about um, research and why learning about research and social work research is so important. So we'll talk about that all in a minute, but I do think it's important to start our conversations always by thinking about our journeys and what brought us to social work, because as we have discussed on this podcast before, it often is not a very linear journey that brings us to social work. And sometimes that can have to do with research in this case, if there's certain research interests that you have that drive you to, to be here, there might be other reasons, um, but it rarely is something that happens with a very clear starting point and a very clear ending point. There's usually a lot of really cool things that happen along the way that bring people into the social work world. So I don't know if anyone wants to start us off by sharing some of uh, the, the parts of their journey that brought them to social work, that brought them to the social work school, that brought them into social work research, if that's something that you want to start with, um, but really taught if anyone would want to share about their journey into social work and whoever wants to start, please go for it. I can get started. So we'll get to the more interesting journeys of our teaching assistants, I think. <laughs> so for me, I'll talk about kind of from the educational academic perspective of my journey. And I started out as a biopsychology major. I've always been interested in behavior and mm -hmm. figuring out why we as people make the decisions that we do, whether it's related to our health or mental health and other kind of everyday quality of life decisions. And while in undergrad, I enjoy volunteering and I had thought about public health because I've always been interested in a particular slant in the health perspective and behavioral health in particular. And I met with my academic advisor as I was thinking about graduate school and I thought, you know, public health is going to be great for me. It's community oriented. But during my volunteering, I kept running into social workers mm -hmm. and there was this one opportunity that was happening. It was community-based. It was around HIV prevention and intervention that was using or utilizing rather the space of salons and barbershop to provide barbershops to provide HIV education, prevention and intervention at the community level. And I thought, huh, what's this thing called social work? So I met with my academic advisor and I happened to be at a school that was offering the dual in public health and social work. And it was such an amazing blend of my interest, my passion, while also maintaining that community centeredness in the work that I wanted to do. 
And so I continued on for my doctorate in social work. And I get asked this a few times, you know, why, why continued path in social work? And for me, as I've shared with my students, social work as a profession, I think has set the bar in terms of addressing needs and strengths sorry, of community members in a holistic way. So including both the individual, their environments that include systems. And so that's how I ended up into more and more social work. Thank you so much. And I also love what you were saying too about the community piece being really central to social work and to the, the way social work really takes social justice into account um, in terms of the work and activism that we do, but also connecting to that community piece as being central to not only our practice as clinical social workers, as policy social workers, but as you were talking about entering into the academia research sphere of social work, that research really does, I think, take um, or is on a journey to really take and consider the community needs and community aspect of research that other, other professions might just do a little bit differently. So I really appreciate you saying that. Um, any of our wonderful TAs want to share about your journey into social work? And if that has to do with research, amazing. But if not, there's other, I know there's so many journeys into social work. So whoever wants to start first. Sure, I can jump in. Um, I start. I went to undergrad um, and studied acting. And um, before social work was an actor for almost 15 years. Um, and what I found that I was interested in most in my career as an actor was human behavior. And I really sort of studied humans and how they interacted with one another. Um, and then as, as I moved to New York and, and got more involved in like the, the TV film scene, I ended up doing a lot of work that was based around social justice issues. And I just, I felt like I needed more of that. Um, and then social work just kind of fell into my lap. Um, and I, I just sort of knew immediately that it, it was the right path for me to take. Um, and here I am and who knows what's in the future, but I'm excited about it. Thank you so much, Ivy. Yes. This again, that social justice piece, really connecting people to social work. And I believe you all said that you are second year students, which is very exciting because we're moving in out of our fall semester as we record this into our spring semester, which means that you will all soon be advancing into the next stage of your social work journey, which is very exciting. So as Ivy said, who knows what the future holds, but I do know that whatever it holds, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And you are all going to make such a huge difference in the world. You, you already have, but you're going to do so many more wonderful, wonderful things. Um, so I just wanted to shout out your second year status as well, because it's a big deal. Um, Laura or Zoe, do you want to share about your social work journeys, how you got here? Sure, I can share. Um, so <laughs> like Ivy, I started out in the arts um, and I think Zoe as well. So we have yeah, that in yeah. yeah. Um, which is interesting that we all ended up not just not in the arts, but in uh, research. Though I think that there's an argument to be made that social work is an art and so is research. Um, wow, here, here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I actually, I studied 
um, creative writing. I studied art history. I did some dance. Um, I have an MFA in creative writing, focusing on poetry and nonfiction with um, a lot of emphasis on form. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I wouldn't say that I did the kind of research that we do in research informed practice or in social work, but being a writer involves a lot of random Google searches. Um, I feel like I learned a lot of things <laughs> um, purely because I was looking for new words or new images um, or just trying to understand the way that language worked. So um, I think there is a connection there. Um, I have spent the last close to a decade um, working in the art nonprofit world in Philadelphia, doing mostly communications work. Um, and it never really felt quite right. Mm -hmm. um, I liked the sort of mission of what I was doing, but um, it just never really felt quite right. And once I met a bunch of social workers and kind of realized what social work was, and I realized how broad of a field it is. And um, yeah, kind of like Ivy said, once I figured it out, I was all in. Yeah, and I so appreciate your comments about social work connecting to art. And I absolutely agree that there isn't social work is an art form. And I think research is an art form. And there's so much room for creativity in both of those areas and in many different ways. And I'm truly passionate about connecting social work and the arts. So I it's no surprise that especially the three of you have an art background. There's others I know in the program that do. And it really does make sense about why that would draw you here. So that yeah, I really, I love that you said that. Um, Zoe, how about you? Would yeah, so first of all, it's just so nice hearing everyone's stories and journeys, because I know, you know, in different areas of school and classes, we've kind of talked about these journeys, um, but I feel like a lot of us and our focus is on kind of the now and the future, which make a lot of sense, but it's really nice to reflect on kind of what brought us here. So I appreciate hearing everyone's stories. Um, like Ivy and Laura, started off in the arts. Uh, in college, I studied English and creative writing and then minored in theater. So basically a mix of Ivy and Laura. Um, and it, it is very funny that the three of us happen to have such similar backgrounds. After uh, graduating college, I was very unsure of how to use my creative skills um, in a field, in a profession. I didn't really kind of know what that looked like because you don't, you know, you can't really write poetry and make a living as I was doing, you know, in college. And so I got into the marketing field just kind of by chance because it involves writing, it involves creativity. Um, but I quickly realized similarly to Laura that it just didn't feel right. It didn't quite feel fulfilling, um, especially because the goal and the outcome and output of my work was to sell something. Um, it was very corporate and that just didn't, that didn't feel like a very fulfilling and best like use of the skill sets that I have. Um, and so I had started um, doing my own kind of marketing and social media work, uh, sharing LGBTQ education and using those skill sets, trying to do it about something that I you know, was growing a passion about. And in that time, I realized how much I was passionate about working with the LGBTQ community in that kind of larger community education setting and how not passionate at all I was about marketing for corporate world. Uh, so I decided, as Ivy and Laura did, to just make the jump 
Um, social work also kind of fell in my lap. I have a few social workers in my life um, and I'd never really considered the field, but then I, as I was thinking of what to do next, I spoke with these people and all of them agreed social work would be a really great avenue to work with people, work with the queer community. Um, as others have said, it really combines social justice um, movements and lenses, as well as really strengths perspectives, trauma-informed perspectives, all these really great viewpoints and kind of frameworks and codes of ethics that I was you know, kind of searching for in my work and I found now. And it's really, really lovely to be on this path. And as Ivy said, we'll see what happens next. Thank you, Zoe. And yes, it, I, I also just want to shout out your incredible, speaking of your creativity, the incredible zine that you created in honor um, to observe Transgender Day of Remembrance. And it was truly amazing, uh, such a beautiful piece of art, but also um, really moving. So I, I will link to that, even though it's, I think it's research, definitely research adjacent, but just um, we can definitely link to it. So people outside of our school community who might not have gotten a chance to check it out yet can look at it. Um, but amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, connecting to that, to that arts, connecting to that social work and arts piece um, once again. Exactly. Um, I also want to shout out uh, another one of our co- social work students, Lindsay Drucker, who created the zine along with me. Um, they are wonderful. And I, another kind of just benefit of social work, being able to collaborate and work together as a community to make things. Yeah. yeah and there's something totally, I love that you said that. Um, yes. Shout out to Lindsay. Uh, there, there's something really special too, I think about what you just said, collaborating as social workers within the arts. There's such a, of course, social work is all about collaboration and connecting with one another. Um, and when that has to do with art and creativity and creation and research, as we're going to segue into really special and important things and can happen. So thank you all for sharing your stories. Um, Dr. Moss, if we could bring it back to you, if you wouldn't mind um, starting us off on our, on our research journey or continuing on our research journey and talking about um, from your perspective, why is research important for social work students? So students who are in an MSS or MSW program. What is so crucial about um, about research? Yeah, there there are so many reasons that I'm going to try and contain in this podcast. And then again, it's so good to hear about your journeys. Uh, I find that research is so important to social work students as part of their knowledge and capacity building opportunities as future practitioners and overall professional development in strengthening the ways of being effective in our delivery of treatment, interventions, and services. This is across all practice areas, so from the clinical to the macro practice. And what the research teaching and learning environment allows is for innovation and collaboration, adding to that art theme again, art and science, as students and instructors, we work together on designing research studies based on what we're learning that are ethical, culturally responsive, and beneficial to our client communities. We have certain bodies in social work that guide the way that we think about research and this whole idea of evidence-based practice where we have a mix of what we like to call in social work our practitioner wisdom so what we're bringing from our learning and training, then we have our clients and the client community, be it individuals and organizations who are experts of their lived experiences. 
And that's mixed with the research and culture perspectives that are used to guide and inform the delivery again of treatment, services, and interventions. The NSW um, National Association for Social Work also points to the importance of social work as it relates to being able to connect in meaningful ways with communities where we are responsive to their needs and strengths, I might add. Sometimes we tend to only think about needs, um, but also it is our responsibility as social workers to remain informed about the latest research um, evidence, whether it's treatments, um, different approaches to the work that we're doing. We owe it, and it is a part of our responsibility as social workers to maintain that knowledge and that ongoing continuing education that informs the way that we practice. There's another body called the Council for Social Work Education who embodies and accredits uh, different schools of social work to which Bryn Mawr is an accredited school. And there's a competency around being researched informed in terms of our practice and our practice informing our research. Mm -hmm. And this again lends to the opportunity for us to maintain our cultural responsiveness, our competencies when it comes to being methodologically sound and ethical for the communities that we work with and on behalf of. And teaching research for many, many years, and I like to call it a teaching and learning environment because <laughs> I think there's an exchange that goes on within the academic setting and preparation of our future social work practitioners. It's important for our students to become better consumers and contributors to research. Sometimes we don't always think of social workers as contributors to research is what I wanna emphasize, but who knows, you may be in a particular job where they're calling on us to be able to identify levels of satisfaction, effectiveness of an intervention, mm -hmm and also the needs of the workers. And it takes that research and social work perspective to be able to understand and learn more deeply about those needs and strengths of all communities, including social workers ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I really, there's so much there that is incredibly important, I think for new social workers journeying into the field, but also people who've been um, in the field seeing themselves as connected to the work, as connected to other social workers. Um, but there, yeah, there's just so much in what you said about, um, like, I was, like I was thinking about new social workers, but not only, um, not only new so social workers, others who've been in the field for a while, really maintaining this, this understanding that, um, as you pointed out, they have a responsibility to be aware of, innovative practices, things that are happening, new ideas emerging in the field, but also are engaged in the field, engaged in the work and engaged in supporting supporting communities, um, working with communities, working with one another to really start generating new ideas for research. Um, so it's such, there's so much there, I think, that um, doesn't, so social workers sometimes aren't always recognized as the, ex, as, as, um, Bringing that skill sometimes. Yeah. 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 Having, yeah. 
having that knowledge, having that wisdom. That's what I was trying to say. Like you mentioned at the beginning, having that practice wisdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what research does for us, if we think across practice is enhance our ability to assess the needs and resources of people in their environments. You know, we refer to that person and environment. Mm -hmm. It also allows us to evaluate the effectiveness of social work services in meeting people's and their needs where they are. So starting where their client is and what does that mean in a practical way? Um, We're able to demonstrate the cost and benefits of the services. So the effectiveness and while we may want to continue business as usual, what and who are the most effective people and approaches to engage in understanding the impact of legislation and social policy um, as it relates to communities all over and at different levels. Yeah, research has a lot to offer and I'm hoping that at the end of the semester and also continuing into spring that students really see research as a part of their role and responsibility, whether they're working in clinical or macro settings, that they do have a lot to offer based upon the learning and skills development through research. Absolutely. Yes. And I love that you brought it back to those two settings because it's not just something that happens in the macro world. It's not just something that happens in the micro, more clinical. It's really something that bridges both of those focuses. So I really appreciate you bringing that in. Um, Speaking of the semester, I would love to move to our TAs. And again, whoever wants to start off with this question, please go for it. But as social work students, as people in the MSS program, as we said, in your second year, um, why do you all think, and as people who are teaching assistants for the research informed practice sequence, why do you all think um, it's important for social work students to take research courses? What feels important to you all about about um, about those research courses? Why, similar to kind of what Dr. Moss was speaking to. Um, there are so many reasons. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Laura. <laughs> but just to just to jump onto what um, Dr. Moss was just saying about um, understanding research and understanding research methods as a way of being able to interact with other people's ideas or ideas from not just other areas of social work, but other fields entirely. Um, Social work is so interdisciplinary. Um, To me, yeah, to me, a really key feature of social work as a field is the act of conversation. Um, It's such a big part of our um our ethical code you know the idea that when we don't know what to do we should talk to each other um but also just the idea of social work as a social practice um being in conversation and knowing how to read or listen to um or interact with research is such an important part of being able to take part in a conversation um, and not just taking yeah. it for granted that somebody got the results that they said that they did or that when they say the word significant, that they mean yeah. the same thing that yeah. you think they mean, um, but being able to actually look at their work and 
understand what they did. Um, you know, I love pointing out to people <laughs> when I think they're wrong, um, but <laughs> that's not the only thing. <laughs> um, that's just a nice little part of it. Thank you so much, Laura. Zoe or Ivy? Uh, so first of all, yes to everything Laura said. Yes to everything <laughs> Dr. Moss said. <laughs> Um, I think another really important part of research and of social workers being involved in research um, is the fact that every, you know, so many things within both our field and kind of the social sciences and the world in general are very evidence-based, um, which means that it's data from, you know, research studies and other kind of exploratory projects that leads to, um, you know, public perception of what like works and what doesn't, what gets funding later on. Um, what programs are able to run, what communities are able to be served. And we see so often within, you know, current and mainstream research that it often does ignore communities um, and people with certain identities who are typically ignored in kind of mainstream society and worlds. And part of our work as social workers is to look at those specific communities. So yes, as we look at those specific communities, um, one of our roles is to uplift them in any ways we can. And one of those within the macro setting, especially is through policy, through research, um, through spearheading projects and explorations, again, of communities and people that are not usually accounted for. Uh, and research is a really, really powerful way to actually do that and make change. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uplifting power, like empowering. Um, I think these are all words that everyone's kind of spoken to through either saying strength space or empowerment or lifting up, but I think applying them to um, words to research into that macro perspective of social work is um, an incredibly powerful way to 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 approach to approach research and to approach social work research. Um, Ivy, what about you? Yeah, I'll just say that I when I started this degree, I was resistant to the the research courses and it didn't take long for me to realize that social workers don't work in a vacuum. Um, we work and interact with so many different helping professions and systems that our clients also interact with. Um, and so I feel like using research, um, reading research, creating research is a really great way to interact with those systems and to interact with the other helping professions that, that are important in our clients' lives. Yes, and a couple of you have have mentioned kind of the interdisciplinary nature of social work for sure. There's a lot, whether you're in a setting that works with different um, disciplines, whether it's a research setting or a clinical setting, you are always going to, as Ivy said, you are not going to be in a vacuum and you are always going to be collaborating with different, different folks and different professional backgrounds and being able to understand and interpret and um, connect with research that comes from different different backgrounds or um, research that's created by a team of people from different backgrounds. Yes, as, as you as you said, Ivy, um, super important as for social workers. But I also appreciate you being honest and, uh, about being a little bit concerned about doing research at first, or if not concerned, I think you said not wanting to or not being as interested in it in the beginning. And I love that you said that because that is absolutely a real feeling um, that a lot of people have coming into social work school, coming into really, um, even if it's if, if you find research interesting, I think people do get a little bit nervous about the research courses. So I do appreciate you saying that. And it does segue nicely into 
uh, next question that I have for Dr. Moss, which is, as you know, sometimes students coming into the courses, the research informed practice courses, I should say, are a little bit nervous and, and sometimes feel a little bit stressed about it. So what advice do you have or what words of wisdom do you have for students who might be feeling nervous, either incoming students who are listening to this before coming to graduate school or students in their first semester of research going into their second? What are some what are some um, words of, of calm, of calm, I guess, to support students who might be feeling a little bit nervous? Yeah, thank you for that question. For me, what comes to mind um, is assuring our students, those current and future students that the resources are here. We are here to support you and to believe that you have the capacity to not only be able to complete the course, but also appreciate it and its value in terms of informing your future practice, whichever setting and whomever your communities may be. At Bryn Mawr, at the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research, we have what's called the Prep for Research Program. And in that program, it is an opportunity that supplements uh, the teaching and learning that occurs in the classroom. It runs parallel in terms of providing additional content and support and learning. And it's an opportunity for our school to really think about um, the way that we deliver the education that we do and um, what higher educators like to call the implicit curriculum. So while we have explicitly these required courses and research, what our prep for research or PFR program um, that I design and work along with our doc student, uh, John Edwards on, is an opportunity to supplement your learning. We also have been intentional about the trepidations, if you will, around <laughs> research. And yeah. so have created an environment where you're being supported by teaching assistants. Mm -hmm. So not in a way that it's necessarily problem oriented, but hopefully students see the point of having the teaching assistants as a chance for support mm -hmm. um, as guides, as peers um, to engage in peer learning along mm -hmm. their learning um, and engagement with our research courses. We also um, pride ourselves on office hours, which we have come to know can happen either in person or online. <laughs> um, and so that's an opportunity. I encourage students to um, attend and request those office hours of instructors and also our teaching assistants. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, resources in the larger college through our student services. Uh, one of the things we are learning and being more responsive to is the way that people learn. And so through student services, we're able to determine what are the ways that we can support the way that you learn, especially when it comes to thinking about research. Mm -hmm. And so in connecting with our student services office, uh, which John Edwards is a part of, um, as well as other student services throughout the college, um, the resources are here to support you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, and I will be able to link to any of the prep for prep, uh, prep for research guides in the episode bio as well, if there's anything that would be helpful to put there. Um, but I do want to hear also, as Dr. Moss was saying, we have 
wonderful teaching assistants who are able to provide support and who've been through the research sequence and um, have I know what it feels like and know that it can be stressful, but also really important and um, enlightening, as you all have said, in terms of why research is so important for social work. So I would love to also hear from the three of you um, about why you became research informed practice TAs. Why did it feel important to be a teaching assistant or why did it feel interesting to be a teaching assistant or what what was calling to you about the role? So Zoe, if you want to you want to go first, please. Yeah, definitely. So like many others, I was definitely intimidated by the idea of research. Maybe it was just the research informed ac uh, practice RIP acronym that, you know, startled me, <laughs> but <laughs> I know that I definitely approached it with a lot of anxiety. Um, but over time, as I not only, as we mentioned earlier, learned to, you know, develop my skills within the class and pass the class, but also appreciate and learn from the class, mm -hmm. I was able to truly see all of the benefits of research and all the importance within research that we were just discussing, um, which hadn't really been evident to me before. And I remember how powerful and impactful um, it was in that kind of moment when I realized, oh, I get this. And when I was able to kind of look through a research paper and say like, oh, I, I see what they're saying here. And I like, I can appreciate this in a new light, um, which is never something that I ever imagined for myself or thought that I had the capacity to do. And I think that this is the case for a lot of people. Um, we approach it with fear, which makes a lot of sense because it's scary, it's new, there's not a lot of new language, it's a big learning curve. But in the end, we realize that not only can we pass it, but we actually, we can do it. It's within us, the power for this. And so hopefully as uh, I work with people in this you know, TA position, uh, I can you know, share that message, hopefully encourage people, let them know they will be amazing um, and they have nothing to worry about because we are here for them. Oh, thank you, Zoe. That was wonderful. Laura or Ivy, why did you become research informed practice or RIF TAs? I'll jump in. Um, I have to admit, there's a small part of me selfishly that just wanted a refresher and a review and wanted to continue engaging yeah. with the material um, and, and continuing to learn about it. Um, but also, I, I agree a lot with what Zoe said, um, and and I find it's the same for me. Um, another aspect I think really sort of drew me in was is the relational aspect of mm -hmm. of learning about other people's interests and how other people approach um, different different areas of social work. Um, it's it's so interesting to hear about what students are deciding to write about um, and what sort of what they're connecting with the most. And mm -hmm. and so that's that's been a big part of it for me. I love that. Just getting it's sometimes, as I think you all said, um, too, in the beginning, just being able to you talk to everyone in class, you hear about what people are working on when you're talking to other students in the classroom or in the hallway, but being able to sit down and talk to a student about what they're really deeply interested about, interest, interested in, there we go, um, as far as research goes, is something that doesn't really get to happen that often unless you are working one-on-one. -on -one. So I love that. I hadn't thought about that before, but I was a TA a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved hearing people talk about, well, this is something that I've learned about and feel this is an area that I really want to go into and I'm just really passionate about reading and writing about it and 
for some people, it was the first time that they really engaged in research that way, where they were working in a field and then applied that work to their, to their schoolwork. So I think that was a really, for a lot of people, a really eye-opening experience because it was, it really showed why research is important, but also was allowed, was opening up this area that they could connect, um, to connect their work kind of academically as well. So I love that you said that. Uh, Laura, what about you? Um, well, when Ivy, when you first said, oh, selfishly, um, I thought that sentence was going to end with, uh, like, I wanted a paid part-time job, yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, would be totally fair. I think it's really <laughs> important to note totally. that um, we are actually paid for the work that we do. I think that's important in terms of social work values um, yeah. and valuing the what the basically it's social work that we're doing with group yeah. students um I really want to give a whole lot of credit to the person who taught my group sequence um Lindsay Norton who is also a PhD student maybe at this point a PhD candidate um yes I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, Lindsay was such a wonderful teacher um, and she really made me appreciate what research and understanding research could do mm. for me. Um, and I, I think there was a part of me that really wanted everyone to have a little bit of Lindsay. Um, so I'm trying to pass along uh, Lindsay's brain in a not creepy uh, <laughs> way, but I, I think I just, I wanted to do for somebody else what had been done for me um, because it was so meaningful and um, I think really changed how I see social work. Yeah, thank you, Laura. And and Dr. Moss, please. Yeah, I just really appreciate what's been shared in terms of how our TAs have gotten to and thought about mm -hmm. and thinking about why why take this on. And going back to Ivy's point around relational and how the research when we're teaching it is based in reality for those who are either in their field placement who have volunteered before, who have engaged in their own personal communities. And so using that real life experience to ground the research courses are so important. Mm -hmm. And I love the, the pair shared learning that happens mm -hmm. um, because we have a mix of students who are just out of undergrad. We have folks who have, um, had a career change. We've had others who have been out of school for a while and are working at human service agencies. And that mix really lends itself for um, innovation and creativity and relationship and passion and it coming through these uh, proposals and these research proposed designs um, that are 
intentional and focused primarily on the needs, and I will continue to add strengths of the client communities. And that's the richness that I think a research course brings. And the hope is that there are more and more folks who have the posture of openness um, to learning and understanding. There are some students, believe it or not, who actually enjoy research, who are having a great time. And so there's also that paired shared learning that goes on from those who have experience, currently work in the research-oriented type settings that they bring to the class as well and help to uplift their peers who may not feel as confident or as strong. And that's been really, really great to see. Yeah, that's that collaboration and community community care, which we have, this, that word has not come up yet in this episode, but I feel like in that way of um, working together with your peers on research, on ideas, on kind of creativity, there's that community care piece that comes in of supporting one another and supporting other social workers and supporting one another's ideas and interests and communities. So I, re- yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that in. And that have real application, whether it's through myself and others as instructors, the research that we're currently engaged in, as well as people actually carrying out some of this work in their field placements and or full-time work places. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and that's a, actually a great segue to, we're, we're nearing the end here, but that is a good segue, Dr. Moss, um, to my next question, because you did mention um, a little bit about um, some of, you know, faculty members engaging in research. So would you be able to share with us a little bit about your own research, either something you're working on now or other research that feels important to, to bring up? Um, I know there's so much. So anything you want to share with us, we'd be so appreciative. Thank you for that. I know some of there are there is a lot going on, um, <laughs> but two that I or two or three that I may highlight um, is related to Dean Shapiro's study um, mm. on homelessness services and trauma informed um, services and and what that looks like for a human service agency and the parallel experience of historical trauma of both the provider and practitioner along with the client community and what that means in the context of COVID among other environmental changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, the social justice pieces of that, not only for the client community, but also for the workers themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm also um, working on a piece uh, around quality and qualitative research. Um, so thinking about it sounds kind of meta I know (laughs) but thinking about you know how is quality determined and who's defining what quality is yeah as part of a qualitative um and research and methodological approaches so that's that's really exciting and I continue to work in the areas of evaluation with culturally responsive and equitable evaluation Mm -hmm. um, related to health and mental health service delivery with marginalized communities, um, both here and uh, internationally, both in the U.S. and international. Thank you so much. It's a privilege. Yeah, I know that. um, Thank you so much for sharing. I know there's so many incredible projects that, that you're working on um, and leading. And it's just, 
thank you for sharing with us. Um, and, and we get to learn from you, which is really a privilege and an honor. So thank you so much. Um, okay, so my last uh, couple of questions for everybody, whoever wants to take this, um, what is your favorite thing about either teaching um, research or uh, being a teaching assistant or within the research sphere or learning about research? What's your favorite favorite piece of that? I'll say my favorite piece is being able to connect with the community, uh, but especially first year students, because I feel like the second year and first year students often don't overlap. We don't usually take the same classes or, you know, overlap in other ways. So it's really lovely to be able to meet people through this lens. That's a great answer. Thank you so much, Zoe. Love that, the connection and community piece. Yeah, um, I feel very similarly. Um, I would say, uh, it's hard to pick, but um, I think that moment when the person that I am talking to just very palpably like relaxes um, feels it it's really a nice thing to be a part of because um, a lot of people come to us with so much anxiety and um, being able to help kind of hold some of that with them um is is really nice um lately when people are feeling anxious about their uh their papers which are going to be due in a few weeks um I've been telling them that you know it's it's just the research version of fantasy football it's <laughs> it's just uh you know you have an opportunity to imagine what you could do and and there's something fun in imagining that you know like give yourself five research assistants and make them all speak you know as many languages as you need and um you know like what's your ideal world um to have a little bit of of fun playing around in that and usually there's a little bit of laughter and a little bit of release there. And it's nice to be a part of that. I love that. Thank you. And it really speaks to Laura, what you were saying before as this is research as social work practice as well. You supporting and teaching and being a social work educator as, as part of social work practice. So thank you for that. Ivy. Well, I, I was gonna say, um, that there's a moment for me where um, the student that I'm talking with it where it like clicks for them where they understand or they have a new idea um, and that's really exciting for me um, and makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger yeah. um, and I also what's that I was saying it's that creativity piece again that's so important. right exactly um, and the other part of it is is sort of being in connection, not only with, with first year students, um, but also with professors. You know, we, the, the extra contact that we've had with Dr. Moss has just been so nourishing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm sure it will be similar next uh, semester um, with Dr. Vartanian. Um, but just being able, being able to engage in, in a different way with a professor um, mm -hmm. that's not student professor, um, but like student TA to professor mm -hmm. um, is, is really wonderful. 
I love that. I'm just going to double down on that. I think all of us feel very similarly that we feel really lucky that we get to work with Dr. Moss. Um, And at least for me, I know I heard so many people saying like last year, oh, Dr. Moss is so great. It's too bad that, you know, you can't take classes with her right now. She's doing something else. Um, And so it's really exciting to me that we have this opportunity because she's been really amazing and very thoughtful and uh, kind. And those are really important qualities. And just brilliant. Just brilliant. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) obviously. Right. That that was a given, but... (laughs) Oh, thank you all for those beautiful answers. And as someone who also gets to learn from Dr. Moss and um, and and work with her as well, I can totally, totally support all of that. Just brilliant and kind. And Ivy, I love that word nourishing um, as, uh, as a teacher, nourishing as a teacher um, and a very supportive teacher at that. So really appreciate you and all of the incredible work you do for for the school, Dr. Moss, but also all of your research students, your doctoral research students, but also, um, of course, the MSS students as well. Um, And if you wouldn't mind also answering what your favorite part of maybe teaching the research courses is, or one of your favorite parts. I am am rarely speechless. I I'm blown away by your thoughts of me, and it's been my honor and my pleasure and I think the same of you. Mm. I think there are two pieces of that. And most closely is I get to work with MSS students as my teaching assistants in this way, you know, social work, education, and pedagogy is one of my areas of scholarship. And so this learning and sharing and teaching that goes on in the classroom, paralleling that with our, I like to call us a team, um, has been quite extraordinary. And um, just to see the abilities and um, support that our TAs are giving to other students um, being intentional and so so thoughtful. That is exciting to me. And the other pieces, I think someone said around um, when it clicks for the student, maybe Ivy did. And so for me in the classroom, when I hear students using terminology, that we've learned throughout the semester as they are describing to me their uh, question and the way that they are thinking about it is it's so exciting Um, and I get excited and it's just it's really great to see I believe someone referred to language we've been talking a lot about art and also science of research. And so to see the language proficiency grow from day one to the end of the semester is is a sight Um, because for me, it means uh, that the future of our profession is maintained as we continue to be equipped and informed um, through research and also valuing the lived experiences of our client community. That's that's really exciting to me. Thank you. And thank you all so much. This has been such a special conversation. I always feel like that at the end of these podcast episodes, just such a special conversation, such a special experience to be able to spend time with all of you talking about 
these really important ideas, but also a very uplifting. And I feel, I always feel at the end of these, especially right now, we're talking about um, really feeling connected through our work. I always feel very filled up after these conversations. So I appreciate all of you for being here. And to close us out, is there anything that you want to share? How, anything that you're working on this fall semester, anything you're, um, other than contact information like emails, any other way you want students to find you, we can share any of that. But if there's anything you want to share that you're working on or any last things that we didn't get to, didn't get to talk about that you want to share before we finish up. You should definitely share Zoe's Instagram. Oh yes, I will. That's a great idea. Zoe's famous. Yeah, oh, Zoe's thank you. Insta, Insta celeb. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, my Instagram is just my name at Zoe Stoller. Um, so definitely for those who are listening, come check it out if you want to learn about gay stuff and interact <laughs> with fun educational content. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. So yes, I'll absolutely put that in there. Any last last thoughts before we finish? I don't have anything to plug, but I just want to express my gratitude for this uh, conversation and this opportunity to to connect with all of you. Um, it, this has been really nice. Yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and, and research is social work. Research is social work. Yeah, absolutely is. Thank you. That I think it's going to be our podcast title. I was trying to, or episode title, I should say. I was thinking throughout, we always try to use a quote from the, from the episode recording. So that is a perfect one. Um, thank you all for being here and we will see you, see you very soon. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. This was so lovely. Thank, thank you. you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into our fourth episode of the Voices in the Field podcast. And a huge thank you to Dr. Moss, Ivy, Laura, and Zoe. You can access all of the resources mentioned in today's episode by finding them linked in episode four's description. Thanks again for listening and be well. We are grateful to our supporters, Spring Point Partners, for providing the funding that has made this podcast possible, and to our producer, Emily Overholt. Have an idea for an episode or a design for our podcast cover art? Submit your art and ideas to gsswsr at brynmar.edu. That's gsswsr at brynmar.edu. Thanks for tuning in and see you in the community.